0: Hi there, and welcome to Conversations with Father Greg, with an episode for Sunday, July 23rd, 2023. In this episode, we have another parable that continues on in the agricultural, or gardening, motif, similar to what we heard last week. Let's begin our time together today with a reading from Matthew chapter 13. Matthew writes, Jesus put before them another parable. He said, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat, and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered them, An enemy has done this. The slave said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in the gathering of the weeds you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest, and at the harvest time I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then Jesus left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples approached him, saying, "'Explain to us the parable of the weeds and the field.' Jesus answered them, "'The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man, "'the field is the world, "'and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. "'The weeds are the children of the evil one, "'and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. "'The harvest is the end of the age, "'and the reapers are angels.' Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Let anyone with ears listen. The Gospel of Christ. Dear God, may only your truth be spoken and only your truth be heard. Amen. Well, hi there, everyone. Last week we read about the parable of the sower who scattered seed across different kinds of soil in the hope that at least some of that seed would grow. In our Gospel reading today, we have another one of Jesus' parables about planting. In this story, Jesus talks about a landowner who plants a crop in his field. While the landowner was asleep, someone snuck onto his property and planted weeds amongst the wheat in his fields. When the field hands discovered this despicable plot, they asked the landowner what to do. He told them to wait until the crop had reached maturity. It could then be cut down, the wheat stored, and the weeds burned. The rationale was that it was easier to tell the wheat and the weeds apart once they had both reached maturity and it was time for the harvest. Both last week and this week, we've read parables about the planting and growing of crops. Parables were a way of using something familiar to communicate a deeper truth. While similar, the stories are not exactly the same. Last week's parable was about a man who sowed seed on all kinds of different ground. Some of the seed grew and some didn't, depending on the kind of ground that it fell upon. Jesus explained that the different types of soil represented different people, or at least the different types of reaction that people could have to an invitation to the spiritual life. We consider that this story was told to explain God's invitation into a spiritual life of faith, and that invitation was extended to all people. On the surface, today's story appears very similar to what we heard last week. But unlike last week, today we only read about one kind of soil. In today's story, all the ground is fertile and has been carefully prepared to produce crops. The focus of today's story has less to do with the soil and more to do with what is growing in the soil. There are a few things to consider about today's text. First of all, Jesus explains almost every aspect of the parable to his disciples. The landowner is the Son of Man, a euphemism that Jesus used for himself. It refers to a prophecy from the book of Daniel about one who would be given authority in the kingdom of God. The field is the world around us, the good seed are the children of the kingdom of God, the weeds are the children of the evil one, the enemy who sowed them is the devil, the harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. But did you notice that the only thing that Jesus did not explain is who the farmhands represent? Elsewhere in the Gospels, Jesus talks about the harvest being plentiful, but the workers being few. The implication being that God invites faithful people to help work the fields. Perhaps the farmhands in this story represent the disciples, or anyone who hears this parable and its interpretation. But notice, the servants in this parable are not charged with pulling the weeds or reaping the wheat. For one thing, it's not so easy to tell the weeds from the wheat, and for another, their roots are intertwined below the surface of the ground. Rooting out the weeds would uproot the wheat as well, doing more damage to the crop than leaving the weeds to grow. This leaves us with wheat and weeds growing side by side, and that's the part of the story that can get a little bit uncomfortable. Quite frankly... Wouldn't the world be a lot better if God would just allow the weeds to be yanked out altogether? One of the most common questions that people ask regarding the existence of God is why God allows so much evil to happen. It's the perennial question. Why would a good God allow bad things to happen? Putting the question into the words of today's parable, why does God allow the weeds to continue to grow? Why can't the field be filled with row upon row of healthy, life-giving produce? Why does there need to be weeds at all? It's easy to ask why God does not get involved straight away, immediately plucking all the evil from the world, so long as that evil is not in our part of the proverbial wheat field. But what would it really look like if God were to get involved immediately, preventing every malicious thought or unkind word. If God were to immediately administer the scales of divine justice, how many of us would be able to stand in the balance? I don't know about you, but when I consider my own life, my own relationships, and my own attitudes, I'm glad that the weeds are not instantaneously plucked. If we are to talk about blind justice being administered equally among everyone, it would also mean restraining and reprimanding every evil impulse, including among those we all still know and cherish. Is that a price that we are prepared to pay? You see, the fact is, our lives are more like the field than we probably want to admit. We got a hint of this two weeks ago when we read that the Apostle Paul wrote to the Christians in Rome saying, I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing that I hate. Just like that field in today's parable, each of us have wheat and weeds growing side by side in our own lives. If we're honest with ourselves, the best of us are never entirely pure in thought, word, and deed. Conversely, the worst of us are never entirely without hope, and that hope is what prevents the landowner from letting the servant loose on the fields. You see, every parable, like every analogy, can only be pushed so far. The best analogy eventually breaks down. The one thing that's missing from this analogy is the potential for the weeds to eventually become wheat. At Easter, we celebrate that a dead man came back to life and walked among the living. Today we celebrate that same man's power to transform weeds into wheat. At the heart of this parable is patience. Not just the patience of those who would go out and yank the weeds. But this story also exemplifies the patience of God. The servants in this story were more than eager to rush into the fields, ripping out the weeds, but they were restrained. Speaking as one grain of wheat, with the potential to be quite prickly, I say thanks be to God. Amen.